0: Them. Hello, and welcome to Tales, tales of the, the t- Tortured, Tormented, tormented Territories. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you.
1: <laughs> Actually, uh, uh, these are just uh, sort of spacey-wasey tales from across whatever like dimension, traveling, gateway you happen to use, whether that's, you know, Starburst or a wormhole or a Stargate.
0: Stargate, yes. Right?
1: I mean, that's technically a wormhole. Kind of right. Yeah. With the with the weird exception that it seems to have an interior, but so do Farscape wormholes. So who knows?
0: Yes, I think so. I mean, I mean wormholes. I guess they have an interior. I mean, that's also how they're always depicted. I mean, technically they're supposed to be a point. I think but
1: a sphere because they uh, they connect space time. Mm-hmm. So in the way that an opening in a sphere is a circular opening. Yeah. Right, that allows you to get from one side of the surface to the other, and it's, right. a, it's a circular aperture. So, an opening in spacetime would be a sphere.
0: Oh, so you mean? Yeah. Okay. Good point.
1: Anyway, I'm Khaki. I'm K. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to our podcast <laughs> that we
0: <laughs> repeatedly forget that we're doing. Well, I assume that uh, you know people who are still listening to us at this point <laughs> know who we are and what we do. But still. Oh, um, our friend, our friend Greg from uh,
1: my former podcast. Uh, 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 well, what's it called again? Revelair. God, I did it for years and years. Sent me this handy chart of for how to talk to podcasters and how to stop using anti-podcaster languages. So suggesting that instead of saying like, oh, hurry up and start the show already, people should instead say the 20-minute cold open about your personal Twitter drama was nice. Ooh, okay, (laughs) Right? Or uh, instead of another boring tangent, who asked for this? You should say, I find your hyperfixations
0: so interesting. Because, ki I do. Ooh, that's a bit uh, getting (laughs) wild. Do I have hyperfixations? I wouldn't say. I'm not that ADHD. Anyone can have hyperfixations if they want. True. I think. Now, I do get the odd one, but I'm not too bad with them. Anyway, today we are reading a story called Message in a Bottle and it's a Stargate fans farscape crossover yes to stay in line with our previous episode a hunting I went to find
1: Stargate, Farscape fan fiction that was short enough for us to read, mm-hmm. accessible to someone who maybe hasn't seen all of Stargate. Yes, me. Uh, yeah, and also, you know, and to a great degree, me as well. And also, PG thirteen. I mean, oh, fair <laughs> point. Yeah, there was there was a lot of novels out there, and there was a lot, there was a lot of well, the kind of stuff that you used to see on past protected tumblers. But I found right.
0: Yes. Well, there's a uh, the the author. Has a little thing to say I think the author's name is XCVG Right, that's what I thought So yes You'd think there would be A good Fast Stargate cross by now But all the ones I know of range from middling to abysmal Hey, Judgy Against my better judgment I figured I could do better It's been a while since Mm. I've written anything Stargate The whole thing is pretty rough And I can't promise A decent update schedule But all the words Sorry, but in the words Of Peter Chimera I decide to write anyway There's a few things I should... uh, The time frame and continuity on the Farscape side, it's set somewhere in the middle of season four before Kansas and Terra Firma. I haven't seen the comic, so very little of that backstory will be in it, and some will be changed to make the cross work. In Stargate, it's at well after the end of the series. I haven't read the Atlantis novels, but I'm hoping to incorporate the, the broad strokes of them. SGU, mm, I'm going to more or less pretend it never happens.
1: Hey, God <laughs> off! So
0: what happened to the ten years in between? <laughs> That's like my favourite Stargate! Well, remember that wormholes go through space and time. Oh.
1: Uh, wow, this is like... There's a whole, yeah, disclaimer about like knowing it's, it's IASA rather that, than that
0: NASA. NASA. Yeah, NASA uh, fits better.
1: not an alternate universe or anything exotic like that. And as with any crossover, I would reserve the right to retcon and modify any of the deep background stuff. Of course, this is every fanfic writer's privilege. Right. Uh, I think I can make it through fairly nicely. There's one more thing I'd like to bring up, but it's kind of a spoiler for the first chapter, so I'll explain it later. Okay. okay. Well, as intros go, that's nice and uh, sort of timey-wimey. Oh, this has been posted on Space Battles. I guess that's another forum for about a week. I found it on a forum called Sufficient Velocity. Mm. Which I hope is a nice forum and not. I just realise these days when you look things up on forums, you
0: kind of got to check whether they're like a breeding ground for QAnon or. Fair point, yes. Uh, Although I can't really imagine that for a fanfic forum. <sighs> really? D- oh, okay. What well, a, what, how nice it must be
1: to be so innocent still. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I was just checking where there seems to be a bunch more chapters I haven't checked exactly how many so they Mm -hmm. clearly have done some writing have CVG. Did I say that correctly? I think so All right, so we're going to record chapter one. Yes, and let's see if that whets your appetite at home
0: chapter one We are very lost. That seems like a Farscape title. Mm 1999 to say Commander John Crichton was nervous was a vast understatement. Wedged into the cramped confines of the Farscape 1 module, floating hundreds of miles above the surface of Earth, he couldn't shake the feeling that something bad was about to happen.
1: It was far from an unfounded fear. Space travel was dangerous, and what he was about to do, even more so than normal. Especially if you're just wearing a football helmet. With yeah,
0: yeah and, a ju- and a jumpsuit <laughs> rather than a pressure <laughs>
1: yes. suit. But yeah, okay. wow. Crichton was testing a theory that he had developed with Douglas Knox, a, a NASA scientist. A manned spacecraft could overcome atmospheric drag and accelerate quickly to incredible speed. I think they misspelled unrecorded speed. But yes. Okay. His partner was Ludicrous his childhood speed. friend. And Crichton himself was the son of a well-known astronaut, making the Farscape mission a potential PR cool in addition to a scientific one.
0: Canaveral, this is Farscape Canaveral. I'm free and flying. Canaveral. Greitman's tone was jovial but focused and professional Are you with me there, Mama Bear? Oh. oh, yeah, Farscape, I'm reading you loud and clear
1: Douglas Knox, DK to his friends, replied from the, the ground station on Earth Hey, by the way, mm? Douglas Knox, DK, that actor Yes? You've seen him recently Did oh? you recognize him? Mm, no Have you been watching The Last of Us? Yes He was in that very, very good third episode He played Frank hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. That yeah. Was he's, DK. he's aged a little bit. No. Yeah. I would. I mean, we only saw DK like once or twice. You saw him again recently, didn't you? In the uh, testimonials. Yeah. But, so that's the twice times. Oh yeah. Fair yeah. enough. No, I didn't. I did not recognize him. Oh, Okay. Um, Maybe you will see him again. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, you do, but. Hang on, where were you? Oh, yeah. Satisfied as everything was properly prepared, Crichton reached on and flipped one of the many switches lining the inside of his module. Authorizing flat computer to initiate ignition sequence. Now. Roger, Firescape.
1: You were go goal for insertion procedure. The
0: statement actually confused Crichton somewhat. He'd assumed he'd already been cleared. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. Controlled with millisecond precision by the sophisticated avionics inside the module, the engine's fired. Pushing Crichton back into his seat at several times the force of gravity. Approaching maximum velocity in 12 seconds, 18 seconds, nearing critical altitude phase.
1: Several times the force of gravity, is that the correct way to say it? Mm.
0: Actually, yes it is. It's not incorrect. No, exactly. At several G is what you usually say. Yeah, that's actually nothing wrong with that, no?
1: Firescape 1, hold a moment. That was about the last thing Crichton wanted to hear. Nearing a critical phase of his flight, an abort would be dangerous or even impossible.
0: Halt. Canaveral? What? Reaching down again, Crichton flipped another switch, this one labeled abort arm. He was now a button press away from aborting the maneuver, yet still hesitated.
1: Meteorology reports some kind of electromagnetic wave, DK told him. The transmission was staticky and cut out several times. Repeat, some kind of
0: wave. John, do you read me? Crichton could barely see out his windows by this point. His module covered in some kind of blue corona. His Ooh. quick mind guessed that this might have been something to do—that this might have something to do with the transmission problems. His own transmission was nearly unintelligible. Yeah, I read
1: you. Sorry, I'm doing the music from this scene. Oh, okay. I think it's also the background music from the uh, 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 prepare for starburst openings. Hmm. Ah. Yes, I think that track on the soundtrack is just called Wormhole, exclamation mark. Okay, fair. <laughs> John, abort, DK urged from the ground. He watched helplessly as the readings got stronger and telemetry from the spacecraft cut out completely.
0: Canaveral, cried and shouted. The transmission almost completely gobbled. Can-Avril. It was the last transmission from the fast module. In a bright blue flash of light, Can-Avril? the module disappeared from view. Scientists would later theorize that this was in fact a wormhole. Can-Avril. But all mission control knew at that time was their module had disappeared.
1: Carnavar <laughs> Farscape One was gone. The experiment had failed, and it had taken one of NASA's top astronauts with it. Although bigger events could soon overshadow the failure of the Farscape project, it would remain one of the darkest days in the history of the space agency.
0: Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, kind of like that. that Kind of reminds me of the uh, the footage of the Columbia disaster. Oh god! It's when they're like when yeah when the Capcom is just like keeps calling out for uh, Columbia, and they just yeah they basically keep that up about until the time's like well they should have been on the ground a minute ago, so there's no chance that they're still up there. Uh, Oh wow! Lock the doors and secure your stations. (laughs) Uh, Yikes! Because yeah, nobody's allowed out until everything is secured and uh, all, right, all right. the uh, all the data is preserved. For oh. the, yeah, <laughs> so chilling. Anyway, uh, um, yes, <coughs> twenty thirteen. Flashing forward, it was relatively calm in Moya's maintenance bay. There were no crates full of bugs or alien invaders. Only a small place of alien technology that had very that had very lost Earth. That had very lost Earth astronaut, oh, John Crichton, go. very excited. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh English, what what
1: what even is word order sometimes? Sorry, of course, this is a completely correct sentence. Just have to parse it a bit. Which, given their record, probably meant that things would get significantly less calm any moment. Many of the crew
0: Many of the crew had joked that John was a trouble magnet. Yeah. Uh, The device itself sat on the broken remnants of what passed for a packing crate in tormented space. Part of it was a base shaped like a very flattened egg with the diameter of a large serving platter. It's Americans again. They refuse to use anything (laughs) resembling normal (laughs) measurements. (laughs) (laughs) Although it appeared almost organic, the satin-gray metal belied its technological nature. A bundle of solid spindly tubes rose from its center to a sharply cut bluish crystal.
1: You really think that this can contact Earth? Former peacekeeper Officer Aaron Sun asked, eyeing the device skeptically.
0: (laughs) That's what he said it would do, Crichton told her. He held up a pair of smooth stones, one in each hand. Just take the stones and stick them into the machine. Simple. Oh, it's one of the... Com- ah. Communication stones,
1: right We know those from uh, Stargate Universe Where yes. they played a significant role <sighs> I think <clears throat> Sorry <clears throat> I think some moron got swindled Rigel barked at them p- Passing in his hovering chair Wow, I almost said he was pissing in his hovering chair <laughs> yeah. That's not very really kind That trader is probably
0: laughing about it right now The human and the submission ignored him Did he say anything about how this works? Nope, Crichton replied Seeing the frown on his
1: maybe-girlfriend's face, he added, Hey, you know more about this stuff than I do. Probably lights up a hologram or something.
0: Aaron raised an eyebrow. And
1: what would it connect to at the other end? The red phone in the president's office? Crichton shrugged. I don't know. And I don't think we will know until we try. He handed her one of the stones. She handed it back. Oh, no. It's your machine. You put the stones in. He pushed the stone back into her hand. Can't. The seller was very specific about that. It's got to be two different people putting both stones in at the same time. Why don't you get Dargo to do it? Because Dargo is taking Chiana for a joyride on Lola. Crichton reminded her, and I don't want to wait until tomorrow for them to come back.
0: Mm, why not Rigel or Sekosu? Getting a glare in reply, she added, taking point. I think you mean point taken. Crichton corrected. (laughs) She considered (laughs) it for a moland, then nodded. Mm, That makes a lot more sense, actually. Crichton held up the stone. So, are we going to do this or not? Let's finish this quickly, Aaron agreed reluctantly.
1: Crichton smirked, then led her toward the device. On three, put that
0: stone into this slot. Got it. One, two, three... The two stumbled, and initially it had appeared as if nothing happened except for a brief loss of coordination. However, the minds of John Crichton and Aronson no longer inhabited their bodies. It's another body swap episode! <laughs> <laughs> Colonel
1: Cameron Michael experienced a brief moment of extreme and difficult to describe disorientation. One moment he was about to start a meeting about the future of SG-1. The next, he was somewhere completely different. Completely Alien. An odd sense of movement gave the location away as some kind of spaceship, and the place felt alive,
0: but it didn't look Wraith. It briefly occurred to him that his job was so strange that he didn't even consider suddenly being on an alien spaceship that odd anymore. Just annoying. What the hell
1: happened? (coughs) Looking around at the strange, organic-looking space, his eyes soon fell on the device sitting beside them. Oh, you have got to be kidding me. Hmm. What
0: happened? A very familiar
1: woman asked. Vala? Looking closely, he noticed a few differences between the woman and his teammate. <laughs> okay. <you're all> right. <laughs> <laughs> Still, they were slight to the point of the resemblance being creepy. You're not Vala, are you? Oh shoot! Listen, I'm.
0: Actually, I am. Vala in Aaron's body replied. She noticed the device almost immediately. Oh, don't tell me it's one of those things again. Oh. Dude, I gotta challenge you. You were, you were the one who
1: noticed how bubbly Vala was in, oh. in that episode. Oh give me your Vala. Okay.
0: Ooh, hang on, let's try that one again. Okay, then. so
1: it, just imagine pigtails, yeah.
0: right? Ooh. Actually I am <laughs> Vala, in Eren's body replied. She notes the device almost immediately. Oh, don't tell me it's one of those things again. <laughs> <laughs> you are so good at this.
1: Yeah, it's one of those ancient body swapping communication devices, he sighed. Not how
0: I imagined starting my day. You're Colonel Mitchell, Vala guessed. She wondered if the device was having some effect on their appearance, because the man in front of her looked exactly like her teammate. Uh,
1: (laughs) Ah, yeah, I am. He spread his arms and smiled thinly. How do I look?
0: Well, you look like you, she Mm. replied. Then she looked closer. Different hair, slightly different complexion, and a scar that she knew he didn't have. Well, almost. You look very similar. But I I can tell the body is not Colonel Mitchell. What about me? A meaner-looking version of you, he
1: answered. Either we ended up in the most similar-looking people to us in the entire universe, or this
0: device is messing with our... Crichton, are you all right? A disembodied voice spoke, cutting him off. Mitchell turned to the source of the voice, a hologram of a crustacean-looking creature. Detected a power surge in the maintenance bay. Mitchell stopped, pausing in thought. He muttered, Crichton? No way. What? Vala asked, equal parts confused and curious. Who's Crichton? You know... Do you know where, where we, who we live? Do you know who we're in?
1: John Crichton, my cousin, looked a lot like me, Mitchell replied darkly. <laughs> except he died over ten years, years ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. okay, that is cool. Yeah, and then this there's is a swabby. chapter two. I think there's... Wow chapter, two, wow, chapter two is way longer. I think it, oh, I don't know if there's more than that. But oh, 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 I think that's for us to uh, enjoy on our own private little time. For yes. now, this was uh, <laughs> chapter one of Message in a Bottle by XCVG.
0: That was really clever. It was very well done. I like how, I, how they played with that. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, Yes. So Thank you for joining, joining us. Joining us for another Tales so of the, uh, the ter- 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 tormented, tormented Space. Tormented, that's Thank you. the one.
1: I almost tripped myself up there. And <laughs> next week... We're heading to Kansas, baby.
0: Oh, Kansas. This is exciting. <laughs> See you
1: then. Bye bye.
0: Bye bye. No.
1: Me a Woody. Come on. I'll get it one day. Yeah. <laughs>